0: How's it going, everybody, Gabriel here. So this is the Speaking of Harmony podcast and this is episode 18. <laughs> Thank you so much for everybody who checked out the live stream yesterday. Uh, you can uh check out if you haven't, you can check it again. It stays on YouTube. I'm going to link that in the description of the video. It was great to interact with you guys and answering all your questions. It was great questions and great interaction. Keep them coming and I'm going to do another live on Monday. I'm going to try to do a Mondays and Thursdays. So Stick around for that. So more interaction, more more hanging out over there on live on YouTube. Thank you so much for the support, man. Really appreciate you guys. You can keep that coming. Keep the questions coming. Really like interacting with you all. Uh, you can uh, don't forget to subscribe to the channel, activate the little bell thing, notifications. Is all my social media stuff, and give the video a like. You help a lot tremendously. Also, don't forget to sign up for the mailing list. I'm gonna tell you guys about all the stuff and there's more coming I have an album coming up so we're gonna get a bunch a, a bunch of great stuff coming in so description the video for us, signing up the mailing list right thank you so much so we're talking about some other things that I'm doing harmonically all the time it pertains to like resolutions and cadences and stuff like that um, you know Uh, I got a question a few days ago of like, you know, talk about like non-harmonic, non-diatonic kind of progressions and stuff like that, which is something I use all the time, but like is that a rule for that, or how do you deal with that, right? Because uh, basically, you know, if you have a a, a very clear like tonal kind of sequence, like you know... to deal with that and some kind of a tonality and stuff like that right? but what do you do you know when you have non-diatonic that when you want to expand you know although you can expand with uh, all these other functions like you know secondary dominant and you know substitute dominance and triton subs and all that stuff some modal borrowing, you know borrowing chords from another mode and stuff like that you still have other paths to do like some really kind of interesting colors and how do you um standardize that, right? How you have a system in place uh, to deal with that, right? And I'm gonna talk a little bit about one of the things that I do to achieve some of these sounds, some of the stuff that you uh, see me playing already and stuff like that. And one of the things is this uh, pertains to non-diatonic progressions. So, I use actually the famous word hashtag voice leading, right? Voice leading is the key again Uh, To kind of tie things up but on this case I'm using voice leading with like one note basically I mean listen I'm paying attention to one note and just taking one note and use as some kind of a a reason to go to a certain area you know a certain chord that not necessarily is part of um, you know that key or or even like some borrowed tonalities and stuff like that right so give an example so for instance Say I'm in um, B minor, right? And I have the third on the bass, right? So D. So I can do just being tonal, right? I can do right one. I can do subdominant, right? Fourth degree, and then dominant. I'm already using the seventh and you know different chords and t- tensions and stuff like that. I can go chords and stuff you know dominant seven sharp five and then back right I can do you know something like you know I'm still kind of set a tonality right when I'm doing Wall tunnel and stuff like that, right? But if you take, let's say, this particular note D, and I'm going to use that as my uh, sort of the facilitator, if you will, to start going to different places, right, and create all these different progressions, you know, I get things like, you know. is acting like you know okay, there was one old samba, right? right? right, I went to E flat major so like in B minor like you know we can analyze weirdly and, and come up with all what really happened in terms of um, harmony and explain all that but in you know, a later Uh, moment. I'm just being sort of guided by this note basically. That's it. That's all I'm looking for. I'm looking for places where I can land this note that makes sense, that connects with the chord I was playing, right? So I can create this whole, you know, progression, you know. Right? I'm using uh, B minor, E minor, F13 sus, D, add nine F sharp, G minor, I can even use A flat, 7 9, and sharp 11, and then uh, and on uh, A minor 11, 7 11, right? So, right? You see, you have one note that is staying, that is connecting everything, and everything else is moving, bass and harmony and all, see? Right? So that's a cool way to come up with different progressions to like non-diatonic meaning it's not tied to that key, because I'm not even thinking of B mine anymore. I'm not thinking of that key. I'm thinking of color. Right? And that's an important word. Remember I talked I think it was like second episode of something that when you have colour, when you have uh, chords with more notes with upper structure chords, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen chords, you end up going to a territory where you lose some of the voice-leading capabilities that a triad has because of the inversions, you know, that goes, right? Uh, I use a Brazilian choro example to show that. So, and then I told you guys that I tried to live in the middle, right? Still kind of drawing from both. So this is, and, and trying to like find unifying principles that kind of let me draw from both. So this is one of them right there. Right, this is one of them having one note to do the voice leading, take one note and find relations, so I'm like sort of transiting through like very non diatonic chords and stuff like that um, but I'm using that note as the as the facilitator through you will, right to kind of connect everything so this is a good example right you can for instance use um this principle to, to come up with different resolutions that you weren't expecting before. So, for instance, I was kind of messing around with sort of diminished sounds and dominant diminished sounds. I was, uh, that's when I, before I started the vlog, I was, uh, this, this podcast, I was on uh, my friend Yannick um, uh podcast on his own, and we were talking about these diminished resolutions and stuff like that that I was using all the time. And I'm I'm linking the episode here so you can check it out. Um, So I was taking this example of this sound that I have been really kind of like enjoying lately. You know, that kind of dominant diminished sound and that kind of falls under the symmetry, right? That you can kind of go around, right? So I'm showing him that I use this on a song of mine. This really cool cadence that showed up just naturally because I was following that principle. I wasn't thinking of a tone or a key or anything, right? For instance, I have uh, e, uh, seven, e, 7, E7, uh, 13, flat 9. So it's even E7, flat 9, 13 sound, right? Which is that sound. You know, would expect me to just go if this is a 5, right? 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 The regular. E7 going to A right and then even if I move the voice you know I can resolve here nicely but I'm still kind of doing a 5-1 kind of resolution right right but how about that this is what I did in a song of mine a super cool resolution that it just went went guided by this principle I did Um, That it's beautiful, right? So, what the hell did I do here? I did E7 flat 9 13, raise the 13 back to the flat 13, and use that note to connect me to a totally different chord. So, this is a B flat major added ninth with the with the fifth in the bass. See, I have this sound right, uh, B flat, major ninth, right? The uh, sorry, major nine added ninth, right? The triad plus the added C, right? So that's the inversion I use, right? The third, the root, the added ninth, and the fifth here. So my bass you actually did a nice voice leading see went up and then only went down see the voice leading principle again happening but I did that with a super weird resolution right you don't expect me at all to come here right I did
1: that's
0: a super cool one right? so you can take that just the shape this principle you know this this shape that i was using to go to so many places right right i can't even explain that easily with the substitute dominant on this one right but just as a principle of color like so i was practicing the other day i came up with this exercise just an arpeggio exercise of this shape know, so you can take that and experiment yourself you know which is this uh I was messing out with this this arpeggio thing I came up with, and then you can like symmetry-wise do this like,
1: right? Right?
0: This is arpeggio, and then man, I was missing. I was messing around with this, and I was just like, how about if I put a chord at the end of this arpeggio, you know? And it'll probably be like an eleven sound in the top. What is if I do that in you know throughout the symmetry stuff? So I can get different minor 11 chords. In so which I can still use under like an A kind of seven sound. I can go to those places through this kind of arpeggio because that note at the end connects me there. I'll, I'll show you what I did. For instance, from here I can go like A7 to A flat or G sharp minor 11. So. Note took me there, see, right? So, if I take that route and in the symmetry go here, I can do the same thing. So, I went to a B minor 11 sound, beautiful, right? And if I keep going. I don't know where I sound See, actually you'll be kind of like a simple idea to go to a 7 and D right 5 1 or 5 or whatever right but I came from a different way. yes I came from from a note leading kind of the note that note being the voice leading aspect of it so because 11 is the melody and then if I keep going up here if I can do the guitar another the guitar so minor see this going here and then you went by doing this so if you put it all together this is how it's gonna sound So experiment with that and see what kind of solutions you can find because you can take, you know, any shape, whatever. So whatever any note you can take, that note will be the voice leading aspect of it. You know, sometimes you can achieve voice leading by the bass going up and, you know, you can use contrary motion or bleak motion, stuff that we, you know, have been talking in um, past podcasts. But even if you're just going to weird voice leading, but that note connects, that note is acting as the voice leading aspect of it. So that's a cool, it's a cool way to do actually to achieve uh, non-diatonic progressions, right? Stuff that's not tied to a key, because I'm just not thinking of any keys. I'm thinking of color, right? And voice leading, of course, right? So experiment with that and see what you can find. You know, what kind of sounds you you can, you know, some. I'd be great to hear what you guys suggestions also, what you think works as well. So I'll leave you guys here today. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel, activate the little bell to notifications. This is all my social media stuff. Don't forget to sign up for the mailing list. And I see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much.